One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? All right, welcome back to the program. We're happy to be back with you. Uh, we'll see if this works. We're all recording remotely from our respective domiciles. So uh, with me, I think, is Dave Callens. Hey, maybe I'm here. I don't know. We'll see if this works. And from his house in God knows where, Robert Timothy. Woohoo! Who would have thought we could have gotten us all on one of these fucking conferences? We got Dave, who's like 75 years old. He's barely being able to squeeze through the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> hey, definitely. and you know, with that in mind, uh, Ryan was the one having the most trouble getting set up. Who would that, have thought? <laughs> technically, that is true. Technically, that is true. <laughs> Did you ever think that that was a possibility that wouldn't happen? <laughs> For anybody who is somehow, I don't know, not on Earth, we're in the middle of the coronavirus thing, and so we're all at home. We are, we are being responsible. We are following it. We are not meeting in the studio to record. And funny enough, I had to actually you know, set this up remotely. I had to get Dave and Ryan some mics to do this and then drop them off. For Ryan, I just hucked it in his, his side yard and went, here it is. But for Dave, he lives in like a more urban-ish area. And so I had to actually come up and then open the sunroof and put it on top of my car, call him outside and just point to it. Yeah, it was like the weirdest <laughs> drug deal I've ever been a part of. It was so strange. Speaking of which, I've been doing some interesting, you know, occasionally buying cannabis now. And you do have to do some pretty interesting drug deals. Well, like what? Uh, it's a lot of leaving stuff under the mat and giving them like a or a photo of where they should leave the thing after they come and pick up the money because you're not hand to handing it. That's how yeah. I always do drug deals. How have you been doing it? <laughs> I like those like like personal relationships with the drug dealer where you meet and you hug and. Uh, so, anyways, I gotta tell you guys, I, I feel terrible for the lot of the people who are barely hanging by, on by a thread here during this. But as some guy that has depression, I kind of like it. Yeah, that? It hasn't been a huge change for me. Yeah, I just uh, I'm, I'm worried about having to go back to the way things were. Because honestly, check this out. The only reason I work so hard at stand up and all that is because like, I, if if you don't do it a lot, you're forgotten about. Someone else will swoop in and take your spot in the pecking order. Oh, for sure. And now I'm like, I'm like, oh great! Everyone has to stop. That's fantastic. Oh, it's one of those things where you don't want to put in the work, but you're afraid other people are working while you're sleeping. And so therefore, if nobody can work, you're... that's like a super villain mentality. <laughs> it really is. And I understand that. But I mean, seriously, it's, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm like, I don't have to worry about uh, someone else taking my spot. I could take three weeks off. Usually I'd be paranoid by right now. I'm like, everyone's forgot about me. All my gigs are canceled. I'm like, everyone's gigs are canceled. That's fantastic. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing where I actually worry about a little more because... On the surface, doing like a live stream comedy show sounds awful to me. It sounds like it'd be terrible. That's because it is. There's no audience. It's going to be hard. But there's a lot of people doing it. And so now I'm like, oh, shit. When stuff does get back up and running, maybe these are the guys are going to get spots because they've been staying active and people have seen them. I really don't think so. I don't know, man. I mean, it will give people a lot of time to write. I will say, like, I don't know about if you guys have been appropriately using your break, but like I, I was like, I've been waiting for a break for a while. I've been working kind of nonstop and kind of hoping to have a break. I would plan to have a, a break in between two gigs that didn't work out because the second gig started earlier. And I don't know. It's kind of nice to have to do creative stuff, right? Like you can't go out and party. You can't go out to the bars. You can't go see your friends. And so I have forced myself to do like more writing and more creative stuff in the past five days than I've done in the last like two years. See, that's the interesting part to me is because like like Ryan said earlier, this hasn't been a big lifestyle change for me. I'm kind of uh, 
<laughs> I'm an introvert anyway, so it's not a big deal. But it, like economics and health, obviously aside, like if you don't think about that, like my biggest worry is I'll come out of like a month long quarantine and I won't have done shit with my time. Yeah. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to waste all this time that I had to do stuff. Didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. that's what I've been looking forward to doing. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. No one's doing shit. So I have an excuse not to. <laughs> yeah. See, what I think is going to be like kind of interesting is after all of this comes out, you either will have or won't have done the things you told yourself you would do if you had time. You know, we all put the list of stuff we would do if we have the amount of time. And if yeah. you come, if you came out of this and you're like, oh, my God, I survived. How wonderful. I can finally go out in the open. But then the realization hits you. Oh, shit. I had three or four weeks of absolute nothing and never did any of the creative goals that I thought I was going to do. Then you kill That's yourself. Me. Yeah. You, then you kill yourself because you're like, oh, I just realized this coronavirus has taught me that I will never achieve my goals. Yes. And therefore, why am I I'm even here? I'm facing my mortality. I'm facing <laughs> my mortality right now. I'm the guy. Think about that old Twilight Zone episode where the guy was the last man on Earth. Yeah. And all he could do is read. He broke his glasses. That's me. But the glasses break. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> No, for me, I will achieve the goals I had when this quarantine started. I will eat pickles out of the jar every day. <laughs> I will rewatch The Office a 19th time. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just that just speaks to our different mentalities. I'm I'm very impressed that you have some sort of artistic goal during this, but this is my first opportunity I've had in 11 years to have a fully great excuse to not have any goals, <laughs> and, and, and and no one will judge me for it. I already judged. I just judged you, Ryan. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not supposed to. We're all in this together. Yeah, in a quarantine, your judgment is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see you. My camera's not working right now. No, but uh, I have found some ways to try and make this thing fun because I will admit, when this, uh, when everyone panic shopped the, that that first week, you know, yeah, and I and I walked in and I saw the realizations that oh shit, it's not just pictures on Facebook of empty Walmart shelves anymore. This is my grocery store in my yeah. backyard, uh, you know, and there was no potatoes, there was no cans, there was no meat, there was no dairy. Uh, like it, it did hit me. This moment of panic, like, oh, what if I slept on this? What if those crazy-ass doomsday preppers were right? Turns out they weren't. I yeah. love that. <laughs> they were cunty for, like, a week. And then yeah. after that, all the stores started getting shit again. They, they remind me of that scene in King of the Hill where he's like, well, Peggy, remember when you said I'd never use those 10 bags of cement? Well, I used one. So <laughs> so anyways, during that that first week when when there was nothing in the stores, even then I'm like, how can I make this kind of fun? So like like every meal at my house became an episode of Chopped. I'm like, okay, I have got one sausage that may or may not be good. I have got a piece of lettuce. I have got a battery. Let's see what we can make here. Dude. I love that your version of lockdown shopped is my reality. Like that was just me on a normal day before this happened. It did make it did make me kind of like more resourceful. Like I I'm terrible with leftovers. I'm terrible with waste, and and, I, and it's not lost on me. It's all I've always known that. But now I'm like, no, oh, conserving every little bit. Like when my whole town was out of potatoes, and I had a small little bag of red russets. I'm like, all right, we're only gonna have one of these mini potatoes with our meat tonight, and the rest I can cut into some sort of stew. I was like a survivor, dude. I love that Ryan's big focus is potatoes because he's fucking Irish. Yes, of I know. Of course, he's gonna focus on the potatoes. Well, that you can just <laughs> toss a bunch of rotting ones in the in the backyard, and you'll have food later on. <laughs> 
No, but it's crazy. <laughs> I, I posted about this like a little bit on Facebook as a joke, but it's also kind of true, which is that I'm a little bit of a prepper. I think you guys know this about me. Like, oh yeah, I, I'm a bit, little bit. I don't yeah, know about little, little bit. bit, little bit. Like I don't, I don't hoard weapons, but I do hoard like you're building a bunker. I, <laughs> many bunkers but yeah i mean you gotta have a backup bunker but like i did things like i i was always concerned like what happens if we run out of water so i mapped a bunch of abandoned water wells in east county and now i have like a 10 year long map of all these places i could run off to the hills and get water and i learned how to survive out on my own and stuff and it was always kind of like a joke that my wife's friends would fuck around with her like oh you're marrying the prepper huh and now every one of them is sliding into my dms and they're like hey hey so what is a like really sustainable food we could grow in our backyard how hard is it to raise chickens what should we do in a nuclear accident and i was like yes yes i am the bell of the ball yeah you're the prettiest guy in the prison yard right now yeah. <laughs> oh and by the way speaking of doomsday preppers i i'm aware of the show obviously i'd never watched it though until oh it's like great. a week ago yeah no me and my roommate binged a bunch of of, of the episodes and i didn't know that there were so many different varieties. Yeah. Like at the beginning of an episode, they'd be like, oh, I'm prepping for this mega volcano eruption. Yep. Oh, I'm prepping for an EMP. Yep. Oh, I'm prepping for a pen. And it's it's funny to watch me like, okay, most of you fucked up. Which one of you guys picked the right one to prep for? Yeah, because the rest you of you just fucked up. You spend your whole life up. as a doomsday prepper, and then the wrong doomsday happens. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I never predicted the toilet paper. I never predicted it. <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, uh, Ryan, you were talking about the grocery stores near you. Yeah. And near me, they haven't been bad. I've only been in a few times. There's always out of rice, which I would like to get some rice. Not a big deal, but that's always missing. There's none there. But the most recent time I went in a few days ago, after we were on lockdown for like a week... I, I haven't been nervous about this temp- pandemic much myself. I haven't been super nervous about it. But going to the grocery store made me super nervous. I was like, oh, man, now I'm around other yeah. people. And yeah. I don't know if they have it. And we're all breathing the same air. And yes. six feet is bullshit once yes. you're in an enclosed space. Because that just hangs in the air. Yep. So I got super fucking freaked out in the grocery store. I was like, ah, oh, I that is, stay away from That everybody. is a healthy freaking out, Dave. That is an appropriate. Yes, absolutely. You should yeah. be worried about that. I need to impose more <laughs> of that on my wife. She's a little bit too cavalier for my attitudes. <laughs> but trying desperately to do it. But it's interesting to see, like interesting stories and things you hadn't thought of. Like right now we're seeing fuel prices drop as low as they've ever been because the Saudis are in a war with the Russians to try and put fuel as low as possible. And then all of a sudden nobody's using fuel, especially industry. It's crazy. Like I want to go fill up my tank, but it's still full from three weeks ago. (laughs) We're not driving anywhere. People aren't on the freeway. The other day I left and drove through downtown on the five at 5.05 on a Friday. Yes. That, yeah. yeah. That wasn't even a thing. To say I was on the freeway at 5.05 used to be a thing because you were parked there. But to say I was right. driving on the freeway at 5.05 on a Friday was impossible. Yeah, I've done a couple shifts at Small Bar. They're still open for takeout food and takeout booze, yeah. which is an amazing change in the law that I love and hope sticks around. But <laughs> driving, I would be driving like at rush hour. And there were cars on the road, but like normal traffic. I'm still doing 75, no problem. See, this is the the kind of fear that I'm talking about. I'm afraid of things going back to normal and being so accustomed to this lifestyle. Like once this is all over, it's like, all right, right. Like my my manager was going to call me like, all right, right. You got to do those makeup tour dates in the Northeast. And I'm going to be like, ah, I've kind of gotten accustomed to drinking Jack Daniels in the morning. Yeah, totally. And all of a sudden, where are all these homeless people coming from? 
I don't know if you guys have tooled around downtown. It's crazy. I've lived in San Diego my, my whole life. There has never been this few homeless people visible. It's the craziest. It's, you go by and the streets, because they're grid, they're grid streets, you can see all the way down, like a mile down a street, and it's fucking empty on like a so Saturday. Uh, empty Pe fucking shelves at the grocery store. They've taken over a couple. Yeah, Pete, like there's no homeless people. There's no cars. There's no nothing. It's crazy. It's a ghost town. Bobby, it's crazier than that. I went to Madhouse just to check on Robert, see how they were doing because they're still doing takeout food. Sure. There were just on that block, there were four businesses boarded up. Whoa. And so when I when I saw that, it kind of freaked me out. So I went into Madhouse. I was like, dude, the place is boarding up like Tipsy Crow, like a big bar that does a lot of business. Yeah. And Robert said, yeah. Because he's down there doing the kitchen, doing takeout orders. And he's like, yeah, dude, around here at like 1 a.m., there's a really weird vibe because the homeless people are used to people being there to give them handouts. And now they're not there. Whoa. So businesses are worried about homeless people breaking in, like smashing the windows and grabbing all their shit. I'm like, ooh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, when the 08 recession hit. And I was living in Ocean Beach where there's a, quite a bit of hobos. And uh, people stopped being able to afford to give them any money, and they got yeah. super aggressive. Yeah. He <laughs> went from like, hey, brother, whatever you can spare to, give me a fucking dollar, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is like, this is just like a, a no weapons mugging at this point. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> thought he had no weapons. Uh, do you guys have any interesting stories yet from the apocalypse? Anything, any fun things that have been going on or weird happenstance to you that you otherwise would not make sense? This isn't weird, but Bobby, I want to I wanna get your scientific pragmatic take on this. Mm. The other day, I've been I've been cooped up for a week. Not a big deal. Like I said, I do this all the time anyways. But I wanted to get some fresh air, so I skated down to the beach, three blocks away. Yeah. And so I get there. There was like a couple people out on the way, a couple cars I passed, somebody jogging, no big deal, but not many people out. So I get down to the beach. There's signs in the beach every 30 feet saying, hey, the beach is closed, yeah. which I get that. So I'm sitting on the concrete wall on the boardwalk, just like enjoying the view, enjoying the solitude. There was like one chick 30 feet away taking pictures, and that was it. After a couple minutes, lifeguard rolled up on the beach. He's like, hey, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but the boardwalk is closed. I'm like, okay, I, I can't even sit here. She's like, no, you can't sit there. You know, we just, we all got to do our part. We'll get through this faster. Yeah. And like, on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, there's nobody else there. It's not well, like I'm with they, a crowd. It's but not what, like if, I'm but what if everybody was doing it? Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I understand that you personally aren't doing something, but we'd all like to be out. So who gets to determine who does get to go to that boardwalk and sit there and who doesn't? So yeah, I do, obviously. <laughs> we'll start a list. So I was um, I, I posted a little bit about this on Facebook, but I was thinking about uh, what a zombie apocalypse would look like now that I know what an actual type of quarantine <laughs> yeah. would look like. So number one, I now know that if a zombie apocalypse broke out, there'd still be people being cunts on Facebook going, uh, stop posting about the zombies. They eat you. We get it. Has anyone seen Tiger King? And so that's number one. Number two is if a zombie apocalypse ever broke out, I now know there'd be still old assholes on Fox going, look, all right, some people are going to have to get eaten by zombies. That's just the price of a strong <laughs> economy, okay? All right, all right, so you, the business has got to keep getting open. All right, some slow people are going to get devoured by zombies. Who cares? So anyways, that's number two. I, the, the, the most shocking thing, though, is if a zombie apocalypse ever broke out, there'd be a bunch of fucking bros still going outside where there are zombies, <laughs> and they're going to be, like, the governor would be out there be like, hey, listen... I can't believe I have to say this, 
please stop going to Zombie Beach. You're all no. getting eaten. And they're going, no, I want to get laid. Don't tell me what That would do. work out so well because drunk frat boys in PB would be mistaken for zombies yes. and get shot in the head. Yes. So I think that's a win-win. I'm yeah, okay well, yeah. not only that, but Ryan, you forgot about the third group, the one that would be constantly ranting about how the zombies aren't even real. This is all just <laughs> mainstream media trying to convince you that the walking dead are outside your door trying to eat you. Don't buy into it, sheeple. They're trying to start a, dem- a, 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 a dictatorship and like and, oh, oh oh and best now that we know what we know about uh, conspiracy theorists that they'll never say they're wrong they're gonna have their fucking chest cavity being ripped open by yeah. four of them they're gonna be screaming fake news liberal hoax <laughs> it's basically a flu <laughs> dude guys I had the most ridiculous thing happen to me today actually as I was coming back so I dropped my son off at my parents house we're kind of co-quarantining together and on the way home, I stopped to get gas. Now, as you guys know, super paranoid, super prepper type me. So I'm. Were you wearing your full hazmat suit? No, but they're out of like it's basically impossible to get gloves to get like surgical gloves. They're very very difficult to get. So I improv. I got a guy. I improvised and got a bunch of dog poo bags. And so <laughs> I roll around with dog poo bags in the car in case I have to go and pick anything up like a gas pump. You're like, you're like a much less cool MacGyver. Wait till <laughs> you hear the rest of the story, Dave. <laughs> so I go to go pump the gas. Again, super careful. I get out. I have this way of doing it. I, first I get out. I put the, the dog poo bags on. I get my just my credit card out. Nothing else. Just my credit card. I, I, I don't even want to touch my keys. And so I just leave the keys in there. Get out. I just left my keys behind. I threw them away. <laughs> Go on without me. Put the credit card in and out, but don't want to be holding it. So then I open the door and put the credit card back in the car and close it. And then I pump the gas using the bags to make sure I don't get anything, uh, touch anything. When I'm all done, I put the gas pump back. I go to the trash can. I very carefully remove the, the bag so I don't touch any part of them. Deposit and his car them. was gone. He left the keys inside. <laughs> close. I went back up, grabbed the door handle, locked. When I had put the credit card back in, somehow I guess I had hit the lock button or something as I was doing that because I was trying to be so careful, and I ended up locking myself out of my car. <laughs> now, oh, the irony. I know. Now, I my whole thing was I need to get in and out of this public place as fast as possible. That is why I am covered in these bags and I have this plan all, all like worked out. So now I'm standing there. My phone is in my car. My keys are in my car. My wallet um, and credit card are in my car. <laughs> my wallet and credit card are in my car. I'm standing there in a pair of sweats, a sweatshirt, and sunglasses. That is Did all I have. Did you even have your blowgun with you? No, well, in the car, yeah. I'm not an idiot. But... <sighs> Rookie mistake. So I'm, I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, what do I do? And so I walk up to the, the 7-Eleven where the gas station is, and I like stand 10 feet out, and I like yell in. I'm like, hey, hey, you have a coat hanger? Do you have a coat hanger? And of course, I just look like a crazed homeless man because I'm still. So he on, starts boarding up the windows. <laughs> I'm on day ten of quarantine, so I got like a little beard. I'm all scruffy. I'm wearing sweats and nothing else. I'm yelling about a coat hanger from outside a Seven Eleven, and the guy's just like, "No, why would we have coat hangers? That's silly." And I was just, I walked back out and I was like, "All right, what are my options? Well, I can't call anyone. There's no payphones around." Oh, by the way, after that little experience of yelling at the guy in the gas station and feeling self-conscious about it, from now on, Bobby, every time he sees a homeless man, he's going to be like, I don't know his story. <laughs> no, every time I see a homeless man, I'm going to give him a fucking coat hanger. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I, was, uh, I went back to my car. I'm like, what do I do? And I look and I was like, well, I guess I could hike back to my parents' house about two miles. I could do that and then like call up and get a spare key or something, I, I guess. But then I look and I realize the keys are still in the ignition 
and my credit card is sitting on the front seat. And I was like, this is just not a good thing to leave for what will be in two hours by the time I get back here. So like, not really an option there either. And so I'm sitting right. there and I'm like, what the fuck do I, I'm just perplexed. I'm like looking around, I'm like, what do I do? And we just happened to be in the one time, like the one three week span of history in the United States in which nobody will let you borrow their cell phone. Like for right. any reason, good fucking luck getting somebody to get you a cell phone and then like make a phone call on it. And uh, eventually I realized that I could, I pulled the string out of my, uh, my sweatpants and I, there's a trick where you can use a string like a wrench if you wrap it around a, a bolt. And I used that to remove my car's antenna, bent the antenna, pried the door, used my sunglasses as a door prop, and then used the bent antenna to access the, the locking mechanism. And, and he realized the, the other door was unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. And, but... Long story short, my whole, like, I got to get the fuck in and out of this public place ended up with me sitting outside my car, like, screaming obscenities for a half hour today. Ryan, we have got to find this gas station and get the security camera footage. Oh, yeah. that'd be fantastic. We'll set it to the Benny Hill song. There's a lot of me, like, putting my hands in the air, just like, what, what do I do? What do I do? My biggest takeaway so far, like, um, I know we're still early on and it's going to get a lot worse, whatever. My biggest takeaway so far is, like, everybody always fantasizes about zombie apocalypse and, like, yeah. how they'd survive. They'd headshot all the zombies, all the shit. I think my biggest takeaway is the apocalypse is way, way more boring than any of us yeah. fucking expected. Yeah. <laughs> There's Again, nothing exciting about this. I'm I'm eating Chef Boyardee out of the can. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time over here, guys. <laughs> I know. I feel kind of bad, too, because, like, starting now, we're really, like, uh, for those of you guys who are listening maybe uh, out of time or whatever, this is April 1st, 2020. And where we are in the on the West Coast, especially Southwest Coast in like San Diego, this is where things are ramping up. If you've been in Seattle or New Orleans or New York, you've probably already started to experience it. But we're just starting to see the ramp ups of the hospitalizations. We just topped about a thousand uh, COVID people, all, all that kind of stuff. And so. There Actually, is going to be some. That's where you're wrong. I've seen some Facebook posts saying that the hospitals are empty. So that's right. Oh, I have it. <laughs> so that's like where we're going to see like some like actual deaths and stuff. And to Ryan's point, like I feel kind of bad because like I'm enjoying being home with my son. He's at a really fun age. He's three. So like I spend the day playing and wrestling and playing cars with him. And like, it's nice to have this time where you have to kind of not do normal work. Like it's kind of weird. You have a great excuse to not go to work in the morning and you have a great excuse to like sit and contemplate things with your friends and family and stuff. And like, it's a really weird thing, but we, I, I almost wonder if this is going to spark a holiday, like a day of reflection, you know, like we'll have a day off every third Monday of March from now on to just sit back and be like, Hey, yeah, remember when we couldn't do anything? I don't know. I just based on what I know about us as a culture, no. Like, remember when we had that giant blackout uh, a few years back that just, and like for two years after that, people would on that day would like have like a no electricity get together, whatever, and that fizzled out. That's done. Like, we just don't have the attention span for that kind of shit or the gratefulness. I don't think. Yeah, but honestly. it's a little different when you have like a three hundred thousand person body toll, right? Like, there will be a little bit more. Uh, memories of this than that blackout where we didn't get to watch Two and a Half Men for a while. Oh, I've been, I've been watching Two and a Half Men. I got that on DVD. But uh, again, I, I'm, I'm having a ball over here. 
Yeah, Ryan, I feel like I'm, I'm almost like angry. Like, you know, when you have like a really cool hangout spot and then other people discover it and start hanging out there. Yeah, that's how I am. It's like, oh, now you guys all like just staying home all the time and doing nothing. <laughs> Fuck you. This yeah. is my thing. You're, you're an isolation hipster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do feel bad for a lot of people that are struggling with it, though. However, I, I vary on levels of empathy and anger based on what people are complaining about missing out on, like on the internet like that my, my least favorite one my least favorite complaint is i'm stuck here with my kids like oh, i'm sorry you have to talk to your kids <laughs> don't get me wrong it sounds awful but that's why i chose not to have any of my own yeah, yeah I, exactly. the, the ones that i have a lot of sympathy for are the ones that have things that like are kind of once in a lifetime shit like anybody who was going to graduate from college you know this may that yes. sucks anybody who had a wedding set up that sucks yeah like, i'm going to go i'm going to go in this order wedding and high school because you're missing prom you're missing yeah. uh, walking like for some of those kids that's the last time they're ever going to wear a cap and gown that's yeah. just not happening with college it's already happened once no one really cared it's like cool i'm in the cap and gown again whatever i just like, mean more I, of like you were saying like your senior year of college think how much fun that was and then think of now where you're like oh i can't. they literally emptied the dorms you had to go home March something. Oh, like March you live with your parents again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that one school let people back in, and now there's been a COVID. Oh, Liberty. There. Yeah. Well, that's to be expected. <laughs> it is interesting to watch, though. Like I would have expected for all the things, and you guys see me online. I, my favorite thing is to go after the the conspiracy theory people right now. But even for all that shit, it's surprising how few of them there are. If you think about it, like. When the shit hits the fan, all of a sudden the anti-vaxxers seem to go away. They're not nearly as in full as much in full force. All the idiots seem to go away. Now we still see like the prominent idiots and we'll like talk about them, but like in general Bobby, you you must have cleaned out your inner circle or your, your social media circle because I see a ton of this crazy bullshit. It is insane. I see it. Theories. I see it too, but I don't I, I think if you were to say like 15% of people on in America have like weird kind of crazy views that they sometimes express. I'd say like 4% of them are expressing them right now. Like you're right. There is some crazies out there for sure. And they're super crazy, but a lot of the general crazy seems to have shut the fuck up about vaccines and autism. I don't know, but the worst part about the crazy, Ryan, we, we talked about this, and Ryan and I have the same uh, belief in this, basically, is, like, the conspiracy theorists now have almost, like, evolved to the point where, like, if you disprove their conspiracy, they'll just modify it to fit whatever you disproved. Sure. Right, like, right, right. You, they're like Neo in the Matrix. You fire logic at them, they're just fucking dodging it. Like, sure. oh, no, here it is now. It's over here now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there's, like, I've seen, uh, or that, but I have seen a lot of what Bobby's talking about. Where um, they're just like suddenly disappearing. My yes. favorite thing I saw today: there was a guy that follows me online. That um, he's a total conspiracy theorist. He was posting all this shit leading up to this about how it's they were creating a dictatorship. Blah blah blah. Uh, I realized I hadn't heard from him in a while, so I went to his page, and the last thing that was ever on there was about March like. 25th. He hadn't been on in, in, in a, a week before that, and one of his friends just shared, "How's that hoax working out?" <laughs> and he oh shit! Didn't he got black bagged. They kidnapped him and took him in. Oh, this is what I was saying on my post the other day, which was everybody right now before shit really gets real, real serious. Go to your favorite conspiracy theorist friends page and start screenshotting all the stuff they're saying. It'll go away soon. Oh, before it changes, yeah. Yeah, and then get ready. But that's what I'm saying. It won't. That won't do any good because even if you rub their nose in it, they'll either 
either modify their conspiracy. Oh, to, yeah. To, but, so it doesn't matter. Or they'll say, yep, we stopped it by, by speaking about it. We stopped it from but, happening. But Dave, the global- the, it's, it's anytime you argue with a conspiracy theorist, you're not trying to change their mind. You're trying to mock them in front of other people so that other people who might be like on the fence don't go one way. And so what you do is next time they start posting all their crazy conspiracy theorist bullshit, you just constantly put those screenshots in the comments and you don't stop ever. They can get as pissed as they want and they will. I didn't mean that or things changed or you forgot to add magic or whatever it is. They'll, <laughs> they'll complain all they want, but you just keep posting that and that will shut some people up because they'll just get so mad. Oh, hey, uh, where are you guys at on paying rent and mortgage? I don't know yet. Uh, I, I I have a gigantic fucking tax bill to the IRS. Yeah, me too. Because they, I, I like it was like forty three hundred dollars or something. I'm, they're, they're, I'm like, ah, damn it. And so I'm I'm kind of worried about that more than anything else. But uh, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. But the the thing that I keep seeing people get excited about is like there might be a rent freeze. But I'm like, yeah, but. Isn't that a Pyrrhic victory if they come back and hit you up for four times your rent in four yeah. months? Right. That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. And I don't know how that would go. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah I, I, that's terrifying. I'm I'm happy right now because my wife and I who are looking to either buy or build a house uh, right before this happened and we were like literally getting ready to pull the trigger. We were actually going to send an offer letter to somebody whose house was no longer on the market but had been before. And right when we were about to do that, all this stuff started going down. And then since that period, which was three weeks ago, the house we were looking at, according to Zillow, has lost like 40 grand in value. So uh, oh, yeah. we're just going to ride this one out a little bit and see where it ends up. Yeah, yeah, that that's another one of those things where it's like, let's take advantage. Yeah, let's use this to come up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta at least like you gotta look for the good parts. Like we're we had serious hits to our income. You know, we lost a lot of money from all this. Right now, I I had to my job is temporarily off until all this stuff goes through, and my wife's not getting a paycheck until all it goes through. So it's all that. But you kind of got to look around and be like, all right, well, if we're gonna lose all this money from it, where can we try and make it up and buy either property because interest rates are as low as they've ever been in history. Or, oh, yeah, I hear that, everyone. Just go buy property. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you've ever wanted to buy something secondhand, now is a great time because there's going to be a lot of people who really need to sell that like extra truck they don't need or whatever it is. Like, you sound like a war criminal. <laughs> no, I sound like somebody who's giving you advice on how to fucking survive when shit gets hard. One thing before we get out of here, and I have to go back to my Chef Boyardee and Jack Daniels. Um, so we've all known people that have gone viral, right, for a video. Yeah. Yep. Totally yeah. different meaning nowadays. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'm not trying to tie that in, by the way. That's not where I'm going with it. Um, uh, another friend of mine just recently went viral. I won't say for what video, but a bunch of people have probably seen it. You can hit me up privately. There is nothing more insufferable than someone in the weeks following them going viral. Nothing. They become the most arrogant, like, up-their-own-ass person. They, do, they don't know how to handle their 15 minutes. Oh, it's, 100%. This is, I've seen this happen a bunch of times. And if you never had a friend that's gone viral for a video, here's what you do, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. You, um, if you ever see, like, uh, something in the news, like, about a viral video... Just look that person up on Facebook, even though it's a stranger. And by the way, by the time you saw this viral video, it's been out for like weeks to months. Every single one of their posts will be talking about their video. They will be selling t-shirts of them in the video. They will be fucking, uh, they'll be trying to recreate another video to go like it. Like, I bet if you go to Chewbacca's mom's Facebook page, there's probably a bunch of videos in her, like, in a Stormtrooper helmet and a Yoda <laughs> mask, just trying to recreate the magic and getting frustrated. 
So anyway, yeah, to me, that's the most annoying part is like when someone just accidentally goes viral, then they try to do it again by yes. doing like the exact same thing. That's I'm so doing fucking, this video again. Oh I, I slightly altered the dialogue. That's what like, like they, like they cracked the code and like, oh, now I know the secret. I know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just wear this wig always. Yeah, well, it's one thing if somebody's talented, but then every once in a while, somebody, like, biz marquees their way into it, where they just, like, hey, you're not even singing. Like, what are you doing? How would you get famous for this? And, like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be famous forever. And you're like, are you really? Or did you just get lucky on it? Like, you know, nobody is shitting on Adele when she goes double platinum because you're like, oh, I couldn't do that shit. That's amazing. But right. but Chewbacca yeah. mom, you're like, this was just a fucking fluke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, same with a few years ago, those girls went uh, viral for doing um, uh, lip syncing in their car to a song. That's all they did. It got like 40 million views. And then I'm sure if you go to their page, they're like, they're like, let's recreate that. Let's just do a different song. It'll happen every time. See, that's that's so frustrating about this too. Is like years ago, five years ago, I think, I did that with a friend of mine before it was even a thing, before Jimmy Fallon did Here that. Here we whatever. go again. Me and my buddy, we did, a, uh, we did like a lip sync into a song. And it was just for fun. I just put it on YouTube. And then shortly after that, like it became like a thing. Like people started doing it. People went viral for it. Late night shows were doing it. I'm like, well, now I can't do another one because I look like I'm fucking trying to copy. Wait, that. now are you claiming to have been a lip syncing hipster as well? God damn it, Dave. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, let's call it a week. Uh, obviously, we're uh, in a weird position right now. We're probably going to have to tr- keep doing meetups like this over Zoom and sending Bobby all the audio. So thanks for sticking with us. We're going to try and keep putting these episodes out for you because I know people need fresh content now more than ever, and you'll just have to deal with us instead. Anyway, yeah, Especially with this, let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know how you, what you think, what if you enjoy it, yeah. what you think of the production. Let us know. We'd really like some feedback because it's hard for me and Dave to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. It was literally like explaining to old people how to work the remote control. It, it was horrible. It was it was. You're, I was, you're helping I was, us try to VCR clock this shit. I was, I was an 87-year-old woman handing Bobby my iPhone and going, make it work. <laughs> all right. So, uh, again, please give us all the feedback you can. Uh, we'll see you next week. Cruising with the twos. Yes. Yes. I am the bell of the ball. Motherfucking time is passing by